0: Hello everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Editor Knows Best. My name is Kataira Poland. I'm the CEO of Love for Words, which is an editing boutique, and also the creator and hostess of Editor Knows Best. And the podcast is for writers and authors and also other literary professionals looking to hear about the testimonials of other literary professionals and authors, get advice about the uh, journey to becoming an author, and also just learn more about editing and publishing in general. So thank you for tuning in. The episodes air every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Um, You can visit anchor.fm slash editorknowsbest to hear previous episodes, and you can tune into Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and a few other channels to listen to our upcoming episodes, and thanks again for tuning in. Uh, We do have a very special guest today. Um, I'm excited to have her on the show, and I will tell you a little bit more about her in just a second. Okay. Excuse the silence there. So so uh, our guest today is that bright light making changes in her community. As an entrepreneur, corporate executive, author, motivational speaker, and health and wellness fitness coach, there's never a dull moment, moment in her life. She founded and co-founded several nonprofit community-based organizations, dedicated to serving the needs of young girls, women, and their families. She also owns and operates a successful online fitness studio called Fit and Fabulous, hosting online business and business of health and wellness products. She is an advocate of women in leadership and an avid supporter of female achievement and encourages all women to step into their own success. Today's guest is Roshan Johnson. Thank you for joining us today, Roshan.
1: Thank you for having me. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. I am doing well. Um, and congratulations on all your successes and all of your endeavors. That is exciting to hear. And I'm glad that you, you know, pursued your dreams and that you're making everything, you know, making them come true.
1: Thank you. And it, um, it definitely does feel amazing. It, it feels just remarkable. And one quick thing, um, I'm 50 and I just turned 50 last year and I say I'm fabulous, but Mm -hmm. the most beautiful thing is that I, I feel like I've just started. Does that make sense? I'm starting my, I have this book and it's like, wow, this is, um, it's been amazing last couple of years.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And please do tell us more about your book, um, your journey into becoming an author and just a little bit about what motivated you to write your book.
1: You know, that's an interesting question because the writing this particular book, and this is my first book, it was not in, I would say, um, my my plan. You know, it was brought to me a dear friend of mine that I met at a beauty pageant that we were in, um, and then after the pageant, we stayed in contact, and I actually, you know, I had saw that she posted that she had wrote a book. And so I called her. Her name is um, Donna Lindsey Meyer, and I called her. I said, "Hey, congratulations, girl! You wrote a book!" And she said, "You can do it too." And I was like, "Huh? What?" <laughs> and it was beautiful, though. I'm glad that she brought that to my attention. And the things that she pointed out is that you blog. You know, you're always posting on social media. When we talk. You give great advice. You you have great dialogue. We have great conversations. I know that you journal. So all these things that you're already doing, you can put that together and make a book. And I never really thought about that. And then um, it did stick with me. She actually introduced me to the woman that helped um, write her book. And we interviewed. And then from there, that's where the ball started rolling and the project took place
0: okay okay and can you tell us a little bit more about your publishing experience I know that you went through a publisher so what was that like and how did you find that publisher
1: well the publisher was the one that Donna you know okay. actually um told me about and it is it's a group book it's a co-author book it's anthology. Okay. and so that right there was nice you know especially to start you know your first book because I, I didn't know so I would say that it was a smooth process going through a publishing company. But where it got interesting was the marketing. Mm-hmm. Now, how do I sell it? Mm-hmm. How do I get it out there? That was the scary part. Mm-hmm. And I'll share one thing with you. Um, when the book was finished and the publishing company emailed me a cover, you know, a, a picture of the cover. I was just so excited. I caught my family, my friends, I sent them the cover and I said, the book is coming in, you know, like 30 days. Yeah. And then the first thing that they said is, okay, where can I buy it? You know, where where can yeah. we order it from? And I was like, oh, I don't know, good question.
0: <laughs> so yeah. so
1: the, the, the key thing is how did I market it and how did I brand myself?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's where I met um, beautiful, beautiful soul she saved my life and that's a mutual friend of both of ours yes and you know who i'm talking about yes <laughs> um it's stephanie a win yes and, um i i can go on and on you know and just just go into details and i'm, I'm taking a breath here because i'm just so amazed and blessed at how helpful it was you know to work with stephanie because i was literally like her her um Her mantra is, "You started your business. Now what?" And Mm -hmm. that's exactly where I was. So um, my experience with her, as far as the branding myself, you know, understanding how to market myself, um, you know, getting my book out there, getting my book in the hands of individuals, meeting people, because that's what's important. It's like now what? You know, protecting your business, Mm -hmm. protecting your brand.
0: Yes, definitely. So what recommendations do you have to writers and authors who are looking to market their books? And what, what, how did you go about doing that? Or how did Stephanie help you to market your book?
1: First, I would definitely say, um, invest, invest in help. And by you investing in help, you are investing in yourself. Because think about this, you have this dream, you know, you have this project, you have this um, piece of art, piece of work that you're so excited and passionate about. But now you're like, how, how, do I, how do I get it out there? How do I market it? How do I let the world see, you know, what I've done? And how do I, you know, reap the benefits of my hard work? So I would, and, it, and it's, it's gonna cost, you know, I will admit before I did get in contact with Stephanie, I was online, you know, looking up, hey, how do you market your book? Or hey, how do you sell in Amazon? Or hey, how do you get in Barnes and Nobles? And I'm, you know, just doing all this. And I was absolutely going crazy. And I thought that I could do it myself. And I probably spent, you know, six months just trying to do this myself and I wasn't getting anywhere. Mm -hmm. Then I said, Rashawn, why are you doing that? This is something that's new to you. This is something that you're not familiar with. So get help. And I use the word invest because that's very, very important. Invest in your passion project. Invest in yourself. And then, um, you know, you're, you're paying someone to teach you. You know, you're paying for an expert. And that's exactly what Stephanie was. She was that expert that was able to teach me and help me do the things that I didn't know how. I did not know how to do, and if I didn't work with her, I'd probably be right now still, you know, spending 95 on a, a PDF or on how to, you know, market a book, and I <laughs> and I probably did that about ten different ten different times, getting the um, free download, mm-hmm. and it never even worked out, you know. So definitely invest in yourself.
0: Yes, I definitely agree with the investment. My new uh, saying is: editing is an investment, not an expense. So that came to mind and I've just, I've been running with it because it's so true. Um, And a lot of the time we look at the price tag um, and we don't correlate that with quality. So um, yes, you may have to spend uh, maybe a grand or two on editing your book, but you have to look at the value of that. At the end of that process, you'll have a manuscript that has very few, if any, Um, errors. You will have a manuscript that directly connects to your target market. Everything will make sense. You won't have reviews talking about how poor the grammar is. Um, So I just remind clients um, and other authors and writers that um, you get what you pay for, Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: it's an investment. So you have to think of it that way. Um, I think our society is very much instant gratification. So something like editing and publishing isn't so instant. So I think we, we get quickly impatient with the process, but um, just for our listeners, um, don't let that deter you and make sure that you um, are producing quality work. I mean, if you need to take time to save up for something, there's nothing wrong with that, but don't skimp on the details because they make all the difference.
1: Yeah, and don't don't rush the process don't rush the process. I mean, you, you said, um, skimp, you know, if you skimp on things Mm -hmm. and you won't, you won't get that quality Mm -hmm. work. And I go back to that. This is your baby. You know, this is something that you maybe put blood, sweat Mm -hmm. and tears in, and you want it to be perfect, you know, excellent. And that's going to take time. You know, it's going to take time. And, um, yeah, definitely invest. I mean, you think about how many. What do we spend money on? Waste women. On? I mean, waste money on. Mm-hmm. And I, buy, I buy stuff sometimes just because it's cute. You know.
0: Right.
1: So, um, if you just take away half of your Amazon shopping, that you <laughs> <laughs> You'll
0: probably
1: save up some extra money over a three months period of time yes. to invest. You know, in an editor and marketing manager. Yes. You know, my husband's like, another package. And I said, Oh, that, that's old. That's been
0: there on the um, front porch for a week. <laughs> so I know um, you had a friend who was a publisher. So that was a pretty easy find for you. But how did you go about uh, finding your editor, your graphic designer, or the illustrator or um, the formatter for your book?
1: Now, this book right here, this particular one, it doesn't have any um, illustrations or okay. formats and so forth. Okay. But um, I'm glad that you do a- did ask that though, because I do have another book, you know, that I'm starting, and okay. it does have an illustrator, and that illustrator happens to be um, my little sister.
0: Oh, and that's awesome!
1: Thank you. And mm-hmm. then um, something else, you know, that that I would tell individuals is. You know, if, you, if there is someone else in your family or someone else in your empowerment circle or someone else in like in your environment, you know, and you know that they are talented and they are capable of doing, you know, A, B, or C, reach out, you know, reach out to them. Um, before I was going to work with my sister, I did go on Facebook and we have this community. I live in San Diego and it's um, called Black San Diego and just reaching out, you know, are there anyone there that's um, an editor? Anyone there that's an illustrator? So it is a matter of, you know, shopping around, you know, definitely shopping around. Um, I would definitely suggest that individuals get on groups, you know, that are for authors, you know, for editors. There are a lot of good ones out there on Facebook and and then that's where you can network with different um, individuals. So, you can get some help or just some some leads.
0: Yes, for sure. I also recommend that. Um, One that I recommend is Fiverr. That's a freelance website where you can find Mm -hmm. a lot of professionals. And what I will say is you should, of course, vet anybody that you work with. On Fiverr, they do post their samples. So you can take a look at that, um, look at their portfolio. Um, When I work with clients, I have the editing consultation form. And then we have a phone call because the most important part of business is the relationship. So you want to make sure that, you know, whether it's the publisher, editor, formatter, that you establish that it's a good connection that both of you will uh, benefit from it. So I definitely recommend that getting to know that person. um, Obviously, you're not going to learn everything about them in a 30 minute call or an hour long call. But it's very important for you to have that one on one contact before you agree to work with them. So I I second what you have shared Mm -hmm. Roshan. Um, So who are some of the authors and writers that inspire you?
1: You know, I love reading self help you know, books. I'm so big on empowerment and just daily devotions, you know, meditations and just books that inspire me. I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of John Maxwell, all of his books, you know, um, I could sit and read them over and over and over and over again because just that positive self-awareness, um, that inspiration to be my, my hashtag. I think I love to say is be bold, be brave, you know, be beautiful. It's important that we continue to fuel our mind and keep our mindset focused, you know, in that positive direction, that direction that we can, you know, do anything that we put our mind to. Yeah. So I'm, I'm big, you know, self-help and right now I'm reading, um, our Madam Vice President Harris' book. Um, I love her book. Obviously, I read Michelle's book. My husband, he has um, President Obama's book. Mm-hmm. And when he's done with it, I'm gonna snap that. But um, right now I am I'm so absorbed and I just love reading um, positive self-affirmation books mm-hmm. and um, books on biographies of people that have been there and done that, that inspire me.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. I'm sure that our audience appreciates that. So I would love to know, and I'm sure our audience would love to know as well, what your favorite and least favorite part of that publishing process was.
1: You know, I'm so um, gosh, like I would, I don't know if picky is the word, but you go through that mind like, okay, is it ready yet?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. should
1: I change this? Should I add this? Should I take this out? So our mind starts to play tricks on us. And then we have a little bit of self-doubt. So that right there was some of the most frustrating parts was me finally saying, this is the final project. <laughs> Here, take it, you know, let's go for it. And then I would have to say, um, because I, I did not self-publish, um, it was, you know, a smoother process for me than, than I've heard that it is, you know, for others.
0: Uh, Okay. So what, what services did the publisher provide for our our audience or listeners who are interested in, in working with a publisher instead of being self-published?
1: They did the editing. Yeah, they definitely did all the editing for me. Um, Obviously they, you know, put all the books together. They sent me my copies. Um, The books are out there, you know, Amazon and so forth. Um, Yeah, I just, I, I I sat down, and um, I got my writer's block on certain days, mm-hmm. but then the, I had days that was rolling, and I, I put it all together, and I sent it to them, and, and, you know, a couple of months later, I had this, you know, beautiful book that, um, once again, I didn't know what to do with, <laughs> but, but that's why I reached out to Stephanie, but yes, yeah, so they, um, they did all the editing, you know, putting it all together, and... We're ready to rock and roll, you know? Awesome.
0: So you did mention writer's block. So how did you work through that? And what do you recommend to our listeners who are experiencing that?
1: When I hit writer's block, because I did a couple of times and you literally just don't know what's right. You just like, okay, wow. And then you might even have a source of panic, you know, over you because you might be on a crunch, you know, timeline and you're like, okay, I, now I'm really stressing out. So what starts to happen is, is that it just compounds and compounds and compounds and compounds. And then physically your body is maybe may even shut down. So I would say if you, when you do hit that writer's block, just stop, put the pen down, put the paper down, you know, just detox, do something completely different because your mind um, it, it needs to rest, it needs to break, it really does. And then what's gonna happen though, is that out of nowhere in the middle of the night, maybe like three o'clock in the morning, you might just like, bing, like wake up and be like, oh, I need a pen, I need a paper. And then you just start writing things and writing things and writing things and writing things. The next thing you know, your hand just keeps writing and writing and writing. So it's literally like you, you hit that valley with that writer's block, and then, boom, out of nowhere, that peak just came and you just start writing. Um, also, too, you can just talk to someone, you know, talk to someone and just kind of tell them what you're going through, tell them, you know, where, where you're at. And they might just either give you that spark and motivation to say, Girl, come on now, you got this. Stop tripping, keep, keep it going, keep pushing. And that right there could be the inspiration that you need to keep going. Or they might just throw you a tagline. Well, how about you talk about you know, being your authentic self? Or how about you talk about how you felt when you were growing up? And you're like, oh, that's what I needed, thank you. Now I'm gonna continue to write about that. But number one, just take a break.
0: Yes, I definitely agree with that. Um, when i'm struggling to write i always walk away and then like you said there'll be a you know a spark and then all of a sudden it starts to flow so i can certainly relate to that so many of our our listeners are authors but they're also business owners so if you don't mind sharing a little bit more about your entrepreneurial path and what motivated you to start your businesses um, we would love to hear
1: Oh, absolutely. Okay. So I got to wind it down because I can talk forever. (laughs) But um, the key thing is that it started, you know, with, with my mom and my grandmother, ever since I was little, you know, my mother had me when she was 17 years old and born and raised in Compton, California, but I never knew that I was quote unquote poor. They never made me feel that I didn't have anything. You know, it wasn't until one day at school, it was around Christmas time, and someone said, hey, what did you get for Christmas? And I told them the two gifts that I got, and they're like, what? That's all you got? You must be poor. And I was like, what is that? You know, so went back home, you know, cried, didn't know what's going on, but my mother, my grandma always told me, you know, you're intelligent, you're smart, you're important, just you can do and be whatever it is you want to be. And they just, Push me to work hard. And when I got to a certain point, that always stuck with me in my adulthood. And then what I wanted to do was give back to my family. So basically create that legacy, create that legacy. And then being around the right people, people that fuel you and people that you know, are, I will not necessarily say doing better than you, but people that were owning, operating their own businesses, people that were pushing me to be greater, people that were pushing me to, to work harder and strive more. And it just fueled me. It honestly fueled me. And the first business was my personal training because I love to work out. I love to work out. And people kept coming up to me at the gym. Hey, can you show me how to do that? You look great. You look great. And then I was like, hey, I need to start my own personal training business because people are listening to me. And then it just kind of, you know, spiraled on from there. And I love the kids. I love working with little girls. And I wanted to have an environment and a community to where I can motivate them and let them know that they are beautiful, just like my mother and my grandmother told me and teach them and inspire me. So it's kind of like, think about your passions. If there's something that you just think about every single day, something that you love to do and something that you can do, you know, without even thinking about it and you can teach someone else how to do it, that's something that you can start a business with. That's something that you can become an entrepreneur with. And I would, you know, I'd just go for it. You gotta work hard. You definitely have to work hard but you're working hard for yourself and you're having fun.
0: right, right. Thank you so much for sharing more about that. Um, And as an entrepreneur, I agree um, that, you know, you have to be passionate about whatever you choose to pursue in entrepreneurship. Um, The passion will come through and you will attract the clients who you're meant to attract. Um, so don't try to go into business or something just for the money because you won't make it. you won't last very long. <laughs> um, so um, you
1: to laugh on that yes.
0: <laughs> So um it's more let important to be selling
1: sat- Everybody's selling masks. let me let me sell some.
0: Right, right. So it's important to choose something that um, you will stick with that excites you. Um, and of course where your passion will uh, pour out and people will feel that and see that. So you have done a great job talking about your business. I really enjoyed learning more about that. I also see that you're involved on the nonprofit side. So can you tell us a little bit more about that um, and what motivated you to be involved in that way?
1: Absolutely. This was, um, this kind of, not kind of, but this goes back to when I was Mrs. California, 2019. Congratulations. And during that pageant, yeah, during that <laughs> pageant um, we had to, we had to have a final project. And then we had to have, um, it it was a talent category, but not necessarily talent. It was just something that, um, a goal that we set for ourselves and something that we we did. And so I set a personal goal for myself to do over 200 hours of community service in San Diego. So I was at every expo, all the trade shows, all the, The street market fairs, um, gosh, I probably did about six, you know, book bag events or free haircut events. So with that, being in the community, just seeing all these beautiful people and just doing all these great events, it also opened up my eyes to see that um, there are people that need help. You know, there is a need out there for certain things. And then what I decided to do for my final project was to open up a free clothes community closet. And um, I did it in, I opened it in like 30 days. And I'm going to tell you how, because this is something that anybody honestly can do. I saw that there was a need for clothes, you know, definitely working with the little girls, you know, they needed new school clothes and just in the area where I was at, people just needed, you know, clothes. And then in my closet, I had a ton of and I know that I have friends that have tons of clothes. So one weekend I had a party at my house, and I said, "Your entry fee is a bag of clothes, some hangers, and some laundry detergent." That weekend I had, oh my God, I can't even tell you. We went, we ended up going to the laundromat, and we we washed over fifty loads of laundry, you know. And then from there, um, there was a friend of mine that had a space in a building and boom. And then also too, I asked for donations for racks and the, the Amazon, those are like 30 bucks. So I said people, hey, just donate a rack. So I got racks. Um, and this is something that individuals can open up at their church. It's very simple, but, it, but kind of going back to your questions, I get excited when I talk about <laughs> community service and nonprofit, but I just saw a need I saw a need, and then I said, you know what? I want to help our community. I want to make an impact. Um, Guys put me here to do more. I have all these clothes in my closet. They're just sitting here. Let's do something with it. And so I just, I just made it happen. I just made it happen. And um, the best thing ever, and anyone who knows, when you're working in nonprofits, community service, you get the biggest thank yous in the world. You get the biggest hugs. You get to see so much appreciation and just joy in people's eyes. Sometimes even tears, but it feels so amazing. Mm
0: -hmm. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing about your community service and your desire to help the community. That's always very important, giving back. Um, I agree, I'm on several boards and I um, volunteer you know, at different events as much as I can. So I can relate to that and appreciate that you do give back. Um, and thank you so much for sharing your experience as an author, more about your book, also your entrepreneurial journey. It's been a pleasure learning more about you and all that you are involved in. Um, how can people keep in touch with you if they're interested in buying your book? Or they want to connect with you about your virtual um, fitness program or just keep in touch with uh, what type of what events you have coming up.
1: Oh, beautiful. Thank you for asking.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I am on Facebook and I'm listed under Roshan K. Johnson, and I'll spell my name. That's R-O-U-S-H-A-U-N-K and then Johnson. And on my author page, I started a web show. And it's called the Empowerment Circle. And we do a live show every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, Please definitely tune in. This show has taken off and created a mind of its own. And what we focus on is empowerment. Um, I always say you have a family circle, a friendship circle, but do you have an empowerment circle? People that pour into you, people that support you. So we talk about that a lot. And I have tons of different special guests. You can also find me on Instagram and LinkedIn under Roshan Johnson and purchase my book, The New Female Leader. I'm so excited. Um, it's, it's, it's basically, it's, I call it a road map. It's a road map. For women in leadership positions, whether you are entry-level, mid-level management, CEO-level management, or even an entrepreneur, you know, it, it goes over so much information. But my website is rashawnjohnson.com
0: Okay. Thank you so much. So hopefully you wrote that information down. Please go follow Roshan. Again, thank you for being my guest today on Editor Knows Best. And thank you to all of the listeners who tuned in today. Again, Editor Knows Best airs every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern, anchor.fm slash Editor Knows Best. You can tune in on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and a few other channels. Thanks again, everyone. Be safe and be well. I'm Mache. I'm Quintel. Ghost, Ghost readers. readers. Well, we are a husband and wife dynamic duo whose sole purpose... Why are you knocking on the door? I told you mommy and daddy were doing something. Whose sole purpose is to allow the black author to bring the voice what? in their head... Just do figure it out on your own. Bring the voice in their head to life and add soul to their words. I'm coming down there. This is so unprofessional. You can find the show everywhere you get your podcasts. Ghost Readers Podcast.